Hello, wonderful listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Intersection Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't already, make sure you're following the channel that you have your notifications on so you know when a new episode drops and that you're leaving a rating and feedback for me. Everything you provide, good and bad, helps me grow and improve the content. Now, about this episode. If you're a college student, you probably know how difficult it is at times to settle on classes to take, talk less of your major. There's so much that goes into selecting a major these days when you think about future job security, future income, your passion for the subject, and for a lot of people, the expectations of your parents and family. The decision is not a simple one that boils down to a simple fact, but rather the result of multiple considerations. In this episode, I talked with Raghav Yogeshwari Sriram, who is by no means an expert on the topic, but through his experience searching for passion and fulfillment, is currently building his four-year education to be one of holistic learning and growth. Interested? Then don't go anywhere. Welcome to the international section. Section podcast. My name is Henry Sule, and today I am joined by the exuberant, fantastic <laughs> Raghav. Raghav, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, hi. My name is Raghav. Thank, thank you for that introduction, <laughs> and thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm of course. Super excited. Super excited to have it. you. Right off the bat, tell me a little bit about yourself. What you do at Augie? Who you are? You don't have to go into your whole life story. Very surface level. Well, I'm. Of course, being an intersection podcast, I'm an international student from India, and I'm a sophomore here at Augustana University, majoring in environmental studies. Well, mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't start there, but and I don't know if it'll end here, but <laughs> but for for now, I'm majoring in environmental studies, and I've I will I've spent a semester abroad in Alaska, mm-hmm. studying fish, birds, and whales, and all all the fun stuff, being outdoors, and and here I am today talking about my experiences and I'm very excited for it. Yeah, you have a lot of experiences so (laughs) I don't think we have enough time to go into depth and covering the beautiful orchestra that is Raghav. (laughs) We'll we'll settle for a little snippet for today. Mm -hmm. So tell me about it from the very beginning. What were you like as a child? Because I feel like that's something that is an important place to start (laughs) just because of who you are to understand the rest of Raghav. Again, you don't have to go into like, tell me about everything from the beginning, but just a little bit about who you were as a child, what motivated you. Well, I was I was a really naughty kid. Now that I think about it, I was. I mean, you would find me most of the time outdoors. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were times when I would go to uh, our school. Um, I think from fifth grade on to tenth grade, we'd have one hour of playtime mm-hmm. every day. And there were days, I remember, I would go to school just for that, and that would keep me motivated <laughs> to go sit in a class all day for seven hours, and, and just looking forward to that one hour, and I would go play. So I, I was somebody who was always outdoors playing, and super naughty, would try out different things, I, any any kind of competition in the sense of, you know, opportunities that came about, mm-hmm. came about I, would, I would be there, you know, even if it was... Uh, uh, have you heard of Mehendi competition? I have not. The, the Mehendi is henna. Sorry, henna. henna yeah, so I've henna, and usually it's it's the women who do it, which I didn't really see a point. I mean, I, I thought that was ridiculous. So 
I was the only guy who was in a mehendi competition. Nobody trusted me with their hands to make me do it. Oh, you were you were drawing. Yeah, I, I was drawing. <laughs> so I did it. I started it for myself, and it was it was fun. And I would do any kind of you know anything that that seemed fun. I'd go after it and just just be everywhere. <laughs> and I loved every bit of it. But even though I was super, you know, just naughty. That the word, yeah, the word has different meanings. But I also had, I was good at studies, somehow. And I my <laughs> somehow <laughs> my grades are in proper check all the time, and then I was doing well at certain points, and so that kept me in balance. I mean, nobody stopped me from doing what I wanted to do mm-hmm. because I, I had other things going on while other things were in check all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what motivated you to just go after everything to be the only guy in the henna competition? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> I think it was it was setting an example for myself to mm-hmm. go after it and may- maybe it was you know to I, I did I do believe I did think about what people thought mm-hmm. but I needed to set an example. I didn't want it to there was fear for sure. <laughs> but I went after it anyway and I'm glad I did. Now looking back, I'm really glad I did. It's good references to have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Speaking of crazy decisions that like puts you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where do we start? I mean, I mean, first off, I guess Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. How did you end up deciding not only that you wanted to come to South Dakota, but that you wanted to go have a higher education degree that you wanted to study in the U.S.? How did you decide that? Was that something you chose to go for? What was your thought process? Well, I. So I've I've been I I was blessed to get to travel a lot with my parents. So my parents and all they would take me and my little brother on all their work trips, and they would be doing their work, and me and my brother would be sitting in the back seat playing with a Scooby Doo toy, <laughs> just just having a good time. And that really brought I mean gave me a good sense of what traveling was like. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I thought. But when I turned thirteen, my mom said, "Hey, I think you should travel by yourself, and I'm going to send you away for a month." To Brookings, South Dakota. <laughs> did your, did your mom not like you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but she she wanted to she wanted to send me off, and she wanted me to do explore by myself, you know, travel alone. Mm-hmm. And I was terrified. I, I because everything that I'd done till then, I we probably spent almost all of my days alive till then <laughs> with my parents, you know, being there with them, traveling with them, and I was. I, I was scared. I, I didn't know if I wanted to do it, and I was crying. And they somehow put me in the plane and sent me off. And I got here to Brookings, South Dakota, which is 40 minutes away from Sioux Falls. And I have an uncle here, just just down by I so I stayed with my uncle, and I absolutely loved it. There was a sense of freedom. I got to decide what I wanted to do every day. It was my trip. I was here. I would bike to to a park and go play. Mm-hmm. I would. to eat ice cream and that's all I did I lived I lived the life for 40 days and by the end of the trip I was crying because I didn't want to go back <laughs> I didn't want it to end you know mm-hmm. and so there was there was that sense of fascination to to I don't know so much to the place <laughs> to South Dakota but at least that sense of freedom that I felt of making my decisions and going up just to doing my thing and being able to hold myself responsible for my plans mm-hmm. was was this good and i i don't think i gave it thought even when i went back 
I knew I wanted to. I was like, okay, the U.S. is wow, it's fascinating. It's somewhere I want to go back. Yeah. It was. It was never a forefront that oh, I am going to study in the U.S. There, there were those, those thoughts were present, but it was never a part of my identity. I was never like, okay, this is yeah. exactly what I want to do. I didn't you, know. Yeah, you didn't build everything around working towards that. Yeah, it was. It was, but the thought was there, and I didn't give it too much thought after that. It was just there, and by the time I made it to high school, I was doing a lot of things, and it just, and this was this was a this was my first option somehow. Mm-hmm. I just felt like this is something I wanted to do. Again, I didn't give it too much thought. I didn't talk, think too much about why. So mm. when people ask me why I chose the U.S., I, I still don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't give it much thought. I just, I just took a chance and went after it. And somehow, you know, as they say, it all works out. So I found Augustana. Or I'd say Augustana found me mm. in a way. And here we are today. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was talking to to wade mm. in another episode <laughs> that you guys if you haven't listened to you should listen to it it's a really good one mm-hmm. and we're just talking about his phenomenal work bringing students here that have <laughs> never heard about this place <laughs> <laughs> so i don't think a lot of people know that they're gonna study here when they even start applying even when they apply here they might not know they're gonna come here and then they get into a conversation with wade and a couple of months later they're here in sioux falls south dakota experiencing mm-hmm. all its fantastic weather I, I have a funny story to add yeah so when I was applying to universities mm-hmm. I was actually late late to apply <laughs> late to apply so usually they close by October you know yeah and maybe I wasn't entirely late but I had one week till all the deadlines closed mm-hmm. so what I did and then it's a good tip if you're, if you're looking to apply to universities I made one email template mm-hmm. where I would I would ask the admissions office how to fill out an application <laughs> just so I could buy time because I would send that email asking about I mean telling them what I wanted to do that mm-hmm. I was interested in applying and ask them for help an application mm-hmm. filling out the application in terms of how the housing was what I was looking for and just asking questions and I would just change the university's name <laughs> and send it to all these people and and most of them, I mean, 90% of them were always willing to help. And that was a good lesson that, you know, just reach out. And if you want to know about where you want to study, it's one thing to read the website and one thing to talk to people. Mm-hmm. So reach out as much as you can. And for me, it happened by accident. I mean, it was, it was something, it was a byproduct of something else. But mm-hmm. it, that was, I think that was the main point. I did it. Mm-hmm. And most of the university that I did email waived my application fee mm-hmm. plus giving me an extension to apply mm-hmm. so people are pretty helpful and the reason I came to argue again bringing in Wade Wade the superstar is everybody that I did email to it was a very professional reply as it should be mm-hmm. and yeah. but when I did email the admissions department in Augustana I I mean Wade and I Wade was the one who emailed me back we went 13 emails in 40 minutes back to back to back to back to back <laughs> And I think that was a start to something that, hey, this feels right. Mm-hmm. And it feels, it, it's different. It feels right. It feels good. Yeah. So that was, I think that Wade is one big reason why I'm here today. I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think with Wade, we had, ours wasn't like the 14 emails back and forth. Mm-hmm. We had the, I think it was like an hour 
three one-hour conversations where we would just talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the first one where it's like, oh, I'm trying to get you here. Mm-hmm. And then it was just, we would just talk about books, about different things. And it was that connection. I was like, oh, shoot, I think I could see myself actually being here. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, with what you mentioned about emailing schools, I did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't late like you, but I would, like, <laughs> I would... So, like, they would say, oh, we have an admission application fee and I would email them and be like hey my name is Harry I'm an international student and I love your school I absolutely <laughs> love it I would love to come but could you send me an application waiver they actually listened and they would send me like free wow. fee waivers and that was something I did not know I could do and I figured it out and I was like I did that to as many schools as possible so <laughs> if you can take advantage of it mm-hmm. and then so you got here to Augustana University you mentioned you're an environmental studies major right now. Mm-hmm. But what did you start out with? Was it environment? I'm saying I know it was environmental <laughs> studies, but yeah. talk a little bit about what you started off with, how you changed, and why you changed to environmental studies. Right, so that, that's, that's been an interesting journey and still an ongoing journey. Mm. So I started school, started college with a physics and math major. <laughs> I still love physics and math, but <laughs> to all all my professors listening, <laughs> but and, and the reason now looking back, why I chose that was that was the most exciting thing I knew of at that point because in school in high school I'd done all the sciences I'd done math, biology, chemistry, physics, all of that, mm. and physics seemed the most exciting at that point, and that's all I knew at that point. That was like, my reference. I've never heard this before. It's physics most exciting. <laughs> so that was the most exciting. And, and my both my parents are medicinal chemists. They do a lot of biology and chemistry, and I mm. vowed to them mm-hmm. that I would never do any <laughs> kind of biology or chemistry. I even had, uh, I took an environmental study, environmental science block mm-hmm. in biology in high school, <laughs> I wasn't a big fan. I was like, teach me something important. Like, what is what is going on? This is not even... I mean, how am I even going to use this in my life? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I got into school with physics and math. Loved all the classes. Mm-hmm. My first semester was great. Loved all my... And, of course, I was taking all those gen ed classes. Mm-hmm. And I somehow ended up in a in an ocean ecology class. And that was completely out of chance. And I absolutely loved it. It, it opened up... We were talking about things that I'd never heard of. There was something new to learn every day. I would go in excited to talk about things, to learn, to listen. And and that kind of geared me into learning more. Because physics, of course, I loved doing it. Math, loved doing it. But wasn't, again, there was, there was something, more, something more to learning and something more to just doing. You mm-hmm. know? And so I knew it and I was practicing. I was getting better at it. I was yeah. improving a skill, then learning something completely new. So environmental studies and it, that still didn't happen so I so I took that ocean ecology class which was actually a, a philosophy class because it covered a lot from ecology to politics to law everything mm-hmm. and so I was like oh this is exciting I must be a philosophy major <laughs> <laughs> so I had a philosophy major with my physics and math mm-hmm. I was a triple major for a, at, at some point in time and and the same professor who I took the, the ocean ecology class with was planning a trip was was planning a trip to Alaska in the summer it was a three week trip and it was a trip on nature writing and being out on the land camping in the backcountry learning about Alaska's ecology and politics and social justice issues and all of that mm-hmm. and 
and I just took it because it seemed fun. Like you know, spending a summer in Alaska. Like who wouldn't want to do that? So I was like, yeah, I, I'm doing it. It sounds fun. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. And I did it. And while I was there, I'm we met. A, I met a professor who's a the world-renowned whale biologist. She's been featured in Nacho. She's she's specifically studying sea otters and all that fun stuff. And she. She started this program called Semester by the Bay, mm-hmm. which is a program for senior and graduate biology majors, and they're just out there working on research projects that concern the ocean, concern marine mammals, and anything to do with conservation. And you also, and, and the Semester by the Bay also covers an internship, and you're also taking classes, masters, almost close to masters level biology classes, mm-hmm. in over the course of a semester. So it's a heck of a deal. Right, and so I met the professor, and she was talking to people about this. She was telling biology majors <laughs> that they should do this. And I, I, I'm here listening to it, and of course, it was never intended at me. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, you know, sounds good, but you know, who would want to spend winters <laughs> in Alaska? Are you kidding me? Really? Like winters in Alaska? Mm. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I would never do it. And I came back to Augie that fall semester. And I again was taking bio. I was taking physics classes, math classes, and I wasn't excited anymore. And I don't know if excitement is the word. Now if I think about it, it's not it's not the right word to use. But I, there was I I was just going to class every day, and coming back, paying paying attention to deadlines, commitments, and it was the same thing over and over again every single day. And I was. Not not enjoying it, mm-hmm. and and along that way, you know, I also fell into a lot of limiting beliefs and unhealthy behavior or just unhealthy patterns. Patterns, yeah, that's a good word. Patterns throughout that phase, and just lost track of what I wanted to do, and I wasn't doing anything. It made it easier for me to point fingers, point just not take take that accountability of what I wanted to do. So I, so somehow there there were these moments of energy where I was like, okay, I need to do something. Yeah. And I was so I would find opportunities to, you know, just 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 go out and do something. Mm-hmm. And I thought and somehow the idea came along, what if what if I studied a semester away? And that that uh, looking I don't know when that came along. Mm-hmm. It was it was just happening in the process. It was just okay, I want to do something now. I just don't want to go just go to classes, read, come back, do homework, go back again, do the same thing over and over again. Even though I have nothing against it. Yeah. It was was learned, but I wasn't enjoying that. So I reached. I I I thought I was thinking about all that I could do, and I thought about semester by the bay. <laughs> <laughs> you mean going to Alaska in the winter—the <laughs> craziest thing you could ever do? <laughs> right. And funnily, it's a class of biology majors mm-hmm. or seniors and graduates that on. And I haven't taken a single biology class <laughs> in college. And so I reached out to the admissions department and they said, they were too kind to tell me that I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they probably wait till senior year, take all my classes and go and do it, at least junior year. But I w- didn't want to take no to an answer. So I called up the professor. <laughs> I was super busy all the time now that I know her. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily she was on a lunch break and she picks the call. Mm-hmm. And we're... And and I just I just go on. I'm like, oh, I, my name is Raga. We met this summer, and I, I'm I'm interested in coming away, uh, coming to Homer, Alaska, to do a semester by the bay. And I 
I'm, if, if, if there's something you want me to learn, be prepared. I'll, I, I got it. Mm-hmm. I'll be ready. And after sur- su- some, I mean, I, I didn't think I was convincing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel like I was giving, because she was giving off that vibe, because she was, she was still very, you know, she was slow to respond. She thought about it. And right before hanging up, I was like, oh my God, this is okay. Okay, what's, what's next? Think about something else <laughs> that you can be doing. And she said, I'll see you next spring. No? And I was like, yeah. Like, and we hung up and I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. So I packed my bags. Six months later, after that summer trip, I went back to Alaska, spent a semester. It was excellent, amazing. And that certainly gave some direction to, gave me more reason to go into environmental studies. And I understand that how much there is to it and how much I enjoy it, enjoy all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how, that's where we are now. That, it was a lot more intense for everyone else who was watching you. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, because you're like, oh, like the first day, I remember the first couple of semesters or first couple of weeks when you came back from your your philosophy class. You're like, oh my God, I love this class. And then you added philosophy. And then there was also that point where you wanted to major in liberal arts, mm-hmm. like just the liberal arts. And it was just like, Raghav, what are you doing? <laughs> I could understand your passion and you looked like you loved it, but it was just like you were jumping all over the place and you're running. So it's good to see that like you're settling into environmental science studies and mm-hmm. you're finding what is working for you and you're working towards that. Mm-hmm. But going back to the liberal arts <laughs> <laughs> major, what was up with that? Bye. <laughs> well, <laughs> when I got into college, I was I was in this this phase of or just this uh, sense of oh I can do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm invincible. I can do anything, and it was exciting. You know, I could do anything. I had the opportunity to pick anything I wanted and do it. But I want to do every. But I wanted to do everything. Mm-hmm. So and and I went after it and I put myself everywhere. Just put my leg into everything that I could get my get my leg into, mm-hmm. which or hands in or hands on, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was a better metaphor to visualize. But and I was out there doing my thing, and it didn't it didn't hit me the first semester because I was it was luckily or not luckily somehow it was it was all too easy. It it all fell in place at the right time, and I was I was just doing well. I was doing all that I wanted and I was having fun doing it. But somehow, again, second semester, all these commitments, I, I <laughs> it was a lesson that, you know, commitments have those consequences that you got to follow through. And I came back from Alaska and I was like, okay, let's start anew. But no, <laughs> it was all there. And I realized that at that, that point, even right now, I think liberal arts, that idea of why I wanted to major in liberal arts, which mm-hmm. I'll talk about, is still there. It, it was because I really didn't want to take classes to check off a box, to sh- let my major determine what I was good at. Mm-hmm. But to learn something just because I wanted to, to improve a skill because I wanted to take a take a ceramics class because it seemed fun. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a lot more hands-on, a lot more studying the clay and so much more to it than just just art and art itself there's so much more to it Mm -hmm. right and so my reason to study liberal arts one reason was of course I didn't want to I wasn't excited about all aspects of a major and I just wanted to pick on certain things I wanted to take go after things that I was interested in not just learn everything Mm -hmm. all the time things that I didn't want to learn I wanted to put that away and 
seek the things that I did want. And that's something that's still there. I still do believe that, you know, I, I don't, my major will not determine what I know. And that, that's again, Alaska has opened that up for me because I was working for the Department of Fish and Game. Mm-hmm. And I, and there was one day my internship supervisor walks in with, walks in and gave me this Excel sheet. This huge Excel sheet with like 15,000 lines of data put into an Excel sheet. Mm-hmm. And he gave me a set of questions and he said, go figure. And day one was just me figuring out how to use Excel. So <laughs> <laughs> what it was, how, how I could play around with it. Mm-hmm. And by day three, day four, I was having fun putting, I mean, finding trends in it, finding patterns, making graphs and mm-hmm. having fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I realized, you know, that, you know, I can actually learn. <laughs> I don't have to have some kind of certificate to or check some box to prove that I'm good at something. And who who do I have to prove to? You know, it's it's it, and if I start and and that was again, you know, I started doing it for me. I started mm-hmm. doing it because I enjoy doing it, mm-hmm. and not for something, not to show something, not to appear to something. And that that was that that going back, that was the thought into liberal arts. Mm-hmm. I think the approach to <laughs> to it, you know, that I major in liberal arts. I, I still believe <laughs> it's possible if done right. <laughs> so I certainly didn't didn't have a, have the the right approach <laughs> to to it. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> with that, I mean, it sounds fantastic that you want to learn all these things. And from the from a general principle mindset, I guess, mm-hmm. of being knowledgeable in all these things, it makes sense. But when you compare it, at least I'll speak from my perspective and my culture. So there are three saving graces when you go into the career market. You're either a doctor, you're an engineer, or you're a lawyer. And then there's like some other ones where it's like, okay, we'll consider it with like, without too much disdain. And then there's you, you started off with physics. I mean, I'm not putting it down or anything, you're doing amazing and I love it, it's fantastic. But it's almost like you're the antithesis of the model <laughs> child. <laughs> At least to like, compared to like the culture that I come from. I mean, that might be the same way in India. So, I guess, <laughs> talk on that. Why did you go for, I'm going to say, what you loved and what you were passionate about? Mm-hmm. Even when it seemed to go against like this generally accepted idea that there's, there are more successful, quote-unquote, careers mm-hmm. than what you were choosing to go into. And like... Like just majoring or majoring in the love of different ideas, I guess, is how I'll phrase it. I love that. Majoring the love of different ideas. Nice. So, uh, of course, going back and thinking about how it was in India. I mean, it's still in India. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doctor, engineer, lawyer. Sounds, 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 sounds spot on. You know, that's, that's what you, that's what, that, that's a popular opinion. People want to do that because of course there's the monetary value to it it's, it's a mm. good ROI it's good payback for what, all that you put in invest into school Yeah. but for me and again I came into school as a physics major right mm-hmm. and it was because that's all I knew back then that's all I knew was exciting to me back then because I hadn't tried everything and again of course I now right now I know I've subscribed to the belief that I know I can't do everything I've come to understand that I can't do everything but at least it's exciting that I can pick what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so I've lost track of <laughs> <laughs> physics. But and so when I did take those classes here in Adagi, when I did take that ocean ecology class, when I did travel to Alaska, it expanded my reference to what all there is and what all I could be doing. Mm-hmm. And, and just putting myself in places to see that 
was interesting because I was if if I hadn't done that I would have gone on to be I mean do engineering or do something with that and I I would have found my way to love it I'm not saying oh, it would have changed it would have been bad or anything I know mm-hmm. I know I would have found my way to love it and I would have been uh, probably if I believed in myself a little more with that I would have been a really good engineer who knows yeah. but somehow I had more references and when I had these choices you know ah choices <laughs> the choices that you had to make ay 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 and you <laughs> when you have these choices it was and often we don't make a decision till we're forced to mm-hmm. and that's how it was for me my second semester in college was okay and all the credits that I'm going to take I mean I've done my most of my gen eds and most of the credits that I'll take from now on in class in school going to class every single day is going to be for my major for physics or math and if it just meant going to class every day fin- coming back doing your homework preparing for an exam sleeping going back again and doing the whole same thing over and over again that's not what I wanted to do and I couldn't I I it, it just didn't sit right with me it didn't it didn't feel right and I I I remember making the call to my, <laughs> <laughs> my parents to let them know that I had dropped my physics class because and with the physics class the major as well because it was like a prerequisite to mm-hmm. to the major and I remember making that call and although they were they they it was a new idea to them mm-hmm. because we never talked about any of this and it was me saying hey I, this is not what I want to do they're still pretty supportive to try at least try and understand at that point yeah. now they've come a long way with me just learning <laughs> with me about what it what it has and everything but they've been pretty supportive of my decisions and for me to go after and you know call my shots mm-hmm. on what I want to do yeah and of course there's more to learn there's more for me to realize unpack as i go back and look or even as i keep going now mhm nice <laughs> <laughs> so i mean obviously this is your story but for someone else who might be maybe not wanting to major in the liberal arts mm-hmm. but they're from a family that like let's say or they're like mine my parents are both doctors mm-hmm. so that was a conversation i had to have with my parents i'm like okay i'm not going into <laughs> medicine at all that is just not for me and mm-hmm. i just really loved government and finance and like dealing with people more on a like psychological and sociology aspect and so that's what i decided to go into and government or business was where i found that avenue so for someone who's also trying to have that conversation with their parents or trying to balance that idea of passion versus duty i guess or security mm-hmm. what's your what's your take on it for them what's your advice i i wish i can give myself some advice on that <laughs> but what what were you thinking when you made that decision that made it solid for you and okay i'm going to do this regardless i guess focus on that well it started off with of course trial and error mm-hmm. because i knew i didn't want to do this like let's say i knew i didn't want to just just take classes and live that monotonous life mm-hmm. co- life in college but i really didn't know what i did did want to do then no? i did want to do yeah, yeah. and so i at some point again you're forced to make a decision at some point right with mm-hmm. that then when that credit comes to being and you're like okay everything from now is going to be this mm-hmm. you want to take it or not and when that came i had i had to take a chance and go all in and then that was those and i was like okay at a tipping point i was like okay i'm dropping this major 
and let's go try something out. And it was trial and error. Maybe maybe environmental studies, if some, I mean, couldn't may not have worked. Now it did. Now made it yeah. work, but <laughs> may not have worked. But I took a chance. Mm-hmm. I just took a chance, saying, okay, seems seems interesting. Let me go after it. Let me try it. And so trial and error is how it started, and it worked out for me. I've 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 been able to make it work for me at mm-hmm. most points. Learn learn as much as I can from everything, all the experience, and connecting that to what I want to do. But one lesson I've learned that I think everybody must <laughs> also <laughs> can I mean can take from it is I've I ha- I had subscribed to a belief that that I would if if something was wrong, if something was wrong with my belief, if something was wrong with my ideas i would find out for myself well that's not wrong mm. it wasn't entirely wrong but it it i i wasted a lot of time making mistakes that could have been avoided i wasted a lot of time in places that i shouldn't shouldn't have been in i and I, i've come to realize that you know although it's true you you have to go into it you have to go and do it for yourself and learn for yourself there's so many things you can be prepped for that you can save yourself years as they say you know by talking to people who've been through it before talking to people who who have those experiences reaching out again reach out send an email to someone meet someone go say hi walk into their office say hi and just ask questions and that's that's something i that's a thought modified for me because it wasn't it wasn't like okay it was wasn't like some wisdom hit me and i was like oh wow this this now it makes sense no it was all these cliche wisdom advice that hit the heart hit hit the hardest you know because mm-hmm. i i had heard them over and over again but never chose to believe them never chose to take a chance on them never chose to listen yeah and although it did get me so, somewhere i think almost it could have been an easier way not an easier way but a much better much more rewarding way <laughs> if i if i you know if i could have avoided certain mistakes i wouldn't change anything about it i think it, now now i know that lesson and now and of course it'll keep going you know it'll you'll always have it's like a garden you'll always have weeds growing and you'll have to you have to be a good gardener to keep <laughs> keep it clean you and your analogy but better words are powerful man better words are my thing well yeah i i think that's something i realize is the the beauty of liberal arts and just having a space where you can have not only so many ideas exposed to so many ideas but having people who are bringing different perspectives so with augustana having med students and the art art major students and the business students all like in the same place and it's not a d- diversified or different campus with like different locations mm-hmm. is that we're all here when we're taking our classes like a business person taking an environmental or sustainability course is like mm-hmm. how is what i'm learning in this sustainability course going to affect what i do or how i impact whatever business or organization i go into or in a phys- for a physics major taking an art class it's like mm-hmm. how can i make this practical mm-hmm. but how can i also make it beautiful that is like representative of like the culture that's there i know like thinking about like from an african setting like building architecture that's not is is appreciating african art and african styles and not just like adopting western values just cuz like mm-hmm. like at the at the what's more but yeah that's what I mean and I think it's just really beautiful and I think you exemplify everything <laughs> about like the liberal arts and I, I go off on you for crazy <laughs> and like go off for being crazy but like I think it's absolutely amazing that like you can you came in as a physics engineering and then math <laughs> and now like flip completely 
Something about I would never do. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think you're doing well, Raghav, and I'm 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 happy and I'm honored to say that I think I am honestly proud of you, <laughs> and like I look up to you. So, thank mm. you for being here. Thank you. I I appreciate it, and and that that feeling is mutual. You're an inspiration too. Thank you for doing this, and this I think this is a great platform for. I, I remember when you were discussing. Mm. Just, just. I mean, when this this was just an idea in your head, you're talking about, it and I was just like, wow, like this this is something that I wish I had when I was in, col- I mean, when I was in high school looking for opportunities. I again, I didn't so much that that I realized after coming here that mm-hmm. again could have been learned if some if I had a resource back back home. Somebody tell me, hey, this this is something you can expect. You don't have to believe it. Mm-hmm. You can find out for yourself, but <laughs> just be prepared. You know, yeah. this could be. That you you can find someone, uh, you know, go off and do do something. I mean, start with engineering and go to <laughs> and think they're crazy, but maybe mm. they're not. Yeah. Maybe I am. I don't know. <laughs> yet, yet to be determined. Yeah. <laughs> but to be prepared for you know to mm-hmm. to not you, know, you you become more open. You stop judging when you're here, and you again that's, that's a bigger picture. You know, stop judging things as they are here, and you come here and you're open and you're learning, mm-hmm. and you start. Seeing how you can learn from it, how you can grow from it, so yeah. you can take advantage and call the shots. Yeah. So maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed, this podcast will help develop the next generation of ragas. <laughs> <laughs> Come in as med students, engineers, students, lawyers, and then switch to, I don't know, ceramics professors, mm-hmm. uh, environmental studies majors, and what else? That's completely the opposite. But yeah, I think I think that's fantastic, and I think it's beautiful, and I think it's. It's wonderful that a lot more people, students and their parents as well, and like yeah. as a community, we just embrace that love of different perspectives. Because I think that's something I've definitely grown with this semester too. It's just like learn for the sake of learning, not mm-hmm. to check off a box for credits or to get a degree or go somewhere. But like just just do it because you love it, because you think it's gonna help you and it's gonna, you're gonna be better for it. Absolutely. So, yeah. Thank you, Raghav. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>